0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, na'hamad hoonu salli ala Rasulahil Kareem. Amma ba'ad. Inshallah, in today's uh, sirah session, uh, we will cover uh, some of the uh, minor battles that uh, occurred after Ghazat al-Khybar. And uh, besides that, uh, we will also talk about, a little bit about the Umrah that Rasulullah ﷺ performed. Uh, and uh, as well, uh, the Battle of Mu'tah. Uh, <clears throat> so last week we, we talked about uh, the, the letters of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sent to uh, various rulers uh, around the Arabian Peninsula and outside the Arabian Peninsula as well. And uh, in general, uh, the outcome of those letters was uh, quite productive. Uh, some of them enter into folds of Islam and uh, so, uh while others uh, were willing to pay the jizya and uh, as well uh, there were some negative responses but uh, uh, in uh, all cases uh, there was a new uh, era in the life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and in uh, the sahaba and in general and islam started there that islam started spreading uh, outside of arabian peninsula and uh, uh, that is there was the Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Wasallam's main goal that he was appointed as a prophet to spread the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to to the whole world and to do that job that was part of the part of the work that Rasulullah was performing that uh, now taking the call outside the Arabian peninsula so this deen becomes uh, victorious uh, over all other ways of lives and to be spread across across the world and that that was the beginning point so after uh, after, uh says uh, sent the letters, and uh, we find that some of the incidents may overlap with uh, around the Ghazwa, uh, Ghazwa al Khaybar, and as well as some of the letters that were sent, so we can see that it's not exact like order uh, as we are discussing uh, in these sessions. So there are some of the incidents where you will see that they overlap with each other as well. Now, uh, the next uh, Ghazwa that... Uh, that occurred after uh, in the seventh Hijrah was is called riqa and uh, that uh, this when the Sallallahu Alaihi was going towards uh, uh, towards the Najd, uh, he had uh, about four hundred to seven hundred men along with him uh, because of uh, uh, besides uh, Khaybar and and the Makkans, uh, there were a lot of Bedouin. Uh, tribes they were also popping left and right uh, against rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the reason for them to go against uh, rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was more of a the uh, the islam came and it was Causing uh, the, uh, the halt of their way of life. Because these Bedouins, they normally do not, they don't stay at one place. They were moving around as well as they were looting the, 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 the caravans and the, and the people around them. And uh, now Islam was becoming a power and they did not see that they, they can continue this way of life. And for th- th- that reason, they were, for, they wanted to go against us, Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Uh, so there were a lot of Bedouin tribes, and uh, as well as that, that included the, some of the tribes included like Bani Muharib, uh, Banu Thalaba. Uh, of of Ghatafan. So these, the Ghatafan was a much bigger tribe and uh, they are the ones who were actually gathering the army against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa proceeded uh, towards the Najd with about four to seven hundred people and as usual whenever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa used to leave Medina, he used to, uh, used to leave somebody uh, as a caretaker uh, behind him, and uh, there, uh, there is a there's variations of the reports regarding who was who who was left behind him when he he left Medina uh, this time for uh, uh, for this Ghazwa. Uh, one of the narration talks about that it was Abu Darqafari, uh, Abu the Allah uh, was the one left behind, and the other talks about Uthman bin Affan uh, to take care of the affairs of the Muslims in Medina when he left. Regardless of that, uh, Rasulullah sallam the habit was to leave uh, a ruler behind him, and this uh, was preparing uh, uh, the Sahaba for their future role as well. That so they when uh, obviously uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as a human being, he he had his time on the uh, on the earth, and uh, he, he was gonna. Uh, uh gonna leave so the, the that's why we find that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi was uh, preparing other sahaba behind him so after that there will be uh, people who 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 have learned under rasulullah how to rule over the people as well so uh then rasulullah moved with uh, with the army along with him and they reached a, a, a place called Nakhla uh, and uh, this is the place where they came across the, the these Bedouins of Watafan, but uh, uh, no, no fighting happened because of uh, they they agreed to reconcile with the Muslims, and uh, so Allah Alaihi Wasallam uh, uh, This is the time so Allah actually led the Salah uh, Salatul Khawf. Uh, Salatul Khawf. We talked about that uh, in the past as well. Uh, what it means that uh, even in the state when you are fighting uh, you continue to pray and th- there are different ways of uh, doing the Salatul Khawf or the prayer of the f- uh, during the fear times about this uh, battle Abu Musa al-Ash'ari uh, he mentions in one of the hadith that he says that we went out in the company of Rasulullah for a ghazwa and we were six uh, uh, a person having one camel Uh, which we rode in rotation, meaning the scarcity of the rides they had. So they were taking turns. Uh, uh, And uh, since they were taking turns, they were continuously walking, and uh, the walking caused their shoes to wear off, and then they wrapped some uh, uh, rags around their feet. And uh, to, to prevent, their, uh, uh, prevent their feet The pieces of the cloth were wrapped around their feet So, uh, And because of this It's, it's called Ghazwatul uh, uh, Rika Which means wrapped our uh, feet with, uh, with rags So when Abu Musa uh, al-Ash'ari He mentioned this uh, hadith he, he actually he felt regretful to do so And he said that As if he d- disliked to have Disclosed a good deed of his This hadith is reported by Bukhari and uh, I just want to take a pause here to, to, to clarify a point here. And this is uh, uh, important to understand this from the lives of the Sahaba uh, as they learn uh, Islam from directly from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa That uh, they were very careful about their deeds, good deeds to be disclosed. Uh, or, uh, uh, or to do Riyah. Riyah is actually an action that you do uh, to show off The action is done for the sake of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, But uh, You are looking for Approval uh, for, from the people Or the people to to like you or uh, So there is uh, something else Is Something else is expected from the action Besides the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are well aware of that Riyah is, uh, is haram And uh, the action that is done uh, For the sake of uh, showing off Or to do Riyah is not acceptable from Allah azza wa now the action that uh, Abu musa al-ashari is uh, talking about is not riyah actually he is this is more of an action was already done but he did not want to disclose his good deed either because uh, now action could have been done with uh, full sincerity but after that if you are, if you want the people to hear about your action, your good deed, and say good things about you because you have done something good, so that action uh, is called Tasmir. Tasmir is that you want the people to hear about that. And, um, uh, so, so Sahaba were very careful about that even to, uh, not to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to, to boast about their actions that they have done in the past. And, uh, this is, uh, one of the things to be, careful about, as uh, Imam uh, <clears throat> Imam Shafi, he said about, when it comes to riyah he said that uh, riyah is not noticed by anyone except the one who is sincere, uh, because uh, showing off is not necessarily the one who's showing off, he's aware of it, uh, because he might think of it, this is something uh, good that others uh, others are aware of it, or they, they they like me because I'm doing something good and things like that. It needs a sincere heart. You need ikhlas for this to uh, to even catch this kind of a sickness. And uh, obviously, the action uh, is not acceptable if it is done with this kind of uh, uh, intention. So that's part of the riyah. And same goes for the uh, uh, for, for for the as well and the Rasulullah allah sallallahu alaihi has mentioned about that in uh, sahih muslim and rasul uh, Rasulullah sallam said man yasma' yasma' allah bih wa man yura'i yura'i allahu bih meaning the hadith of rasul allah says that uh, he who he who he who wants to uh, to publicize his deeds allah will publicize his humility uh, publicize uh, and uh, his humility basically and he who makes a a hypocritical display of his deeds, Allah will make a display of him. Uh, This hadith is reported by Sahih muslim And uh, there are uh, many other uh, hadith and the ayat of the Quran that talks about the very same subject of showing off or to to boast about your action. Unfortunately, the uh, system of life that we see around us today uh, that actually expects people uh, uh, to show off Or to boast about whatever you do in your life uh, And uh, Islamically when uh, the action Especially the one we're talking about The one who, which are done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala If we started doing that Those actions become unacceptable by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala As one of the hadith <coughs> One of the hadith of Rasulullah Which is the hadith Qudsi Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi says Allahu ta'ala Allahu wa ta'ala ana aghna shurakayi an anashirk wa shirka Rasulullah said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said uh, that i am so self sufficient i i am in no need of having an associate thus he who does an action for someone else uh, someone else's sake as well as mine uh, will have the action renounced by me to him who uh, whom he associated me with. It was and this hadith was related by Muslim and uh, Ibn Majah. So the meaning of that is first to, to just to give uh, uh, um, an understanding of what does it mean by hadith qudsi. When we say hadith Qudsi, it means these are the words of Allah Azza wa Jal, but uh, reported by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in his words. Meaning, it is different than the Quran, as we know that the Quran is verbatim as is Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam reported. Uh, while when it comes to hadith uh, Qudsi, this is oh, these are also words of Allah subhanahu wa Taala, but these are in the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is reporting something that Allah subhanahu wa Taala. Uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said so uh, now g- going to the subject here what the hadith is saying is allah subhana taala uh, does not like uh, to be to like to associate things with him whether in action or uh, uh, him being ilah or being the rabb and anyone who makes partners with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether it's talking about in worshiping directly or even in the actions that he is undertaking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if the action uh, was for the sake of Allah and he is making uh, expecting some uh, approval from the other people as well and to expect something in return from the people as well whatever it is it could be just uh, uh, their uh, acceptance for him as a good person or something those actions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept okay now moving forward about uh, uh, about the about, about the battle uh, so there was a woman uh, in Arabia, and uh, she became a prisoner in the in this battle. And uh, when her husband uh, uh, found out, he saw that he would never stop until he had shed the blood of a Muslim. So, uh, secretly at a night, he, he moved towards the camps of the Muslim, and when he saw uh, two of the Muslims, they were alert, because they were basically guards, uh, and they were guarding the Muslims for any kind of uh, emergency situation. So, he shot one of them, uh, his name was uh, Abbad bin Bishop and he was uh, doing the salah. And during the salah, uh, he uh, he got hit by an arrow, but he continued to pray. And uh, uh, when he finished the salah, then he woke up the uh, other uh, other guard. So the, there were two of the guards that were there. One of one fell asleep. One was sleeping while the other was still up. So the one who was up, he was he was shot. Now, uh, the, the guy, the, the other one, Sahabi, who was sleeping, he asked him, why didn't you wake me up? And he said he was too much involved in reciting the, the Quran, that uh, the, the chapter he was in. He really wanted to finish the chapter or the surah that he was uh, reciting. Uh, so that was uh, an aspect to be also looked into uh, as a Muslim, that uh, when we are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the, that our khushu, meaning the, uh, the, the way we uh, indulge ourselves in the Salah, uh, we should be uh, careful about that as well now <clears throat> besides uh, uh, besides that the importance of Dat-U-Riqa was uh, now that these, this battle was against the, the tri- uh, some of the tribes around the medina uh, and the impact of that was even though uh, the fight really did not happen it was more of a uh, uh, they, they 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 did not fight with Rasulullah sallallahu They reconcile, but the other Arabian Peninsula, the Arab Arabian tribes, they uh, they had the fear in their heart now, and they do not. They don't feel themselves as powerful to go against Rasulullah sallallahu Go against the state that was uh, created by Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam. So they now started staying away for these kind of uh, battles. Uh, against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but uh, there were still uh, some of the small if you want to call it skirmishes that still happened uh, from this until uh, uh, until the fatih Makkah uh, and of course Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he did not uh, just uh, uh, put, uh, thought of it, put a put a blind eye about any kind of uh, uh, any kind of a rebel, rebelliousness that can happen from these tribes. So, hence, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam continued his uh, work of uh, spreading the Islam and uh, making the Medina state uh, secure and uh, make it stronger so it can carry the Dawa to the larger world. So, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he sent. Uh, m- uh, b- multiple uh, small armies to different areas to secure the borders of the Medina uh, one of the uh, the army sent was under Ghalib bin Abdullah al Laythi and uh, that was in the uh, Rabi'ul Awal of the 7th Hijrah and uh, the purpose of sending them was uh, Bani al- uh, Al-Muluh the, one of the tribes they were actually trying to uh, provoke others to fight Rasulullah and the Muslims uh, managed to kill uh, a large number of these enemies because they were gathering to fight Rasulullah and uh, against the Muslims and uh, they uh, they kill a lot of uh, enemies enemy soldiers and they captured uh, a great deal of uh, spoils of war and uh, uh, but there's they uh, there's a big bigger army they were going to uh, attacked the Muslims as well and a flood came and that, uh, that prevented Muslims to fight against a much, much bigger army, and Muslims managed to withdraw in in, in safety. Um, so that was one of the battles that happened. The other one was a smaller one, the incident of that happened in the Jumaati thani of the same year. And then Rasulullah sallallahu wa in the 70th of the, uh, the Hijra, in, in the month of Sha'ban. he sent Omar al-Khattab radiyallahu with uh, 30, 30 soldiers, and uh, they were sent to uh, the Turba. And... In, in Sha'ban, and uh, uh, to, to discipline uh, uh, Hawazin, Hawazin was also. Uh, they were popping out to, to against the Medina, and when uh, Omar Khattab reached there, they already ran away. See, uh, you have to understand one aspect of these small skirmishes that happen. Even though uh, most cases no battle happened, but that's a sign of the strength of the, uh, the the muslims and the medina state at that time that they were able to push the enemy away and they were not able to fight the muslims uh, in those cases uh, similarly rasulullah sent uh, uh, 30 men with the bashir bin sa'd uh, al-ansari عنه, uh, towards bani murrah uh, this was also in the sha'ban of uh, the same year uh, in in the area called uh, uh, the area called fadak and uh, uh, these thirty men, they killed a lot of uh, people from the en- uh, a lot of enemies and seized uh, spoils of war. But when they were going back, uh, uh, enemies gathered. Uh, they, they, they gathered more people and they attacked the Muslims and they uh, they threw a, a lot of arrows and all the Sahaba who were with Bashir bin Saad were killed except Bashir bin Saad he was able to escape and uh, while he was going uh, going back uh, he stayed with the, some of the Jews until his he was also injured until his uh, injuries were healed and then he went back to Medina. Then uh, uh, so Allah alayhi wa sallam, sent Ghalib bin Abdullah al Laythi. Uh, to, uh, to, he was heading about 130, uh, 130 men to attack, Bani A'wal and Bani Abd, uh, Abd bin Thaliba. Uh, this was in the Ramadan of, uh, the same year, seventh year of the Hijrah. And, uh, they killed some of the men, uh, and captured the, the of war. The war. Uh, in this, uh, battle, Usama bin Zayd, radiallahu anhu, he killed, uh, there's a guy named Mardas bin Nahik. He was a mushrik. Uh, but what happened was uh, he when about, he was about, when, when he was about to be killed he uh, testified the shahada and rasulullah sallallahu wa wasallam when he found about that rasulullah sallallahu says ya usama aqtaltah ba'da ma qala la ilaha illallah that aqtaltah ba'da ma qala la ilaha illallah oh usama did you kill him after he said la ilaha illallah so uh, Usama's response was that قُلْتُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ متعوذة, That uh, he, uh, uh, he was saying that so he can be refused, he can get the shelter from me, so he can save himself. The only reason he said that, because of that. And Rasulullah again said, aqatalta بَعْدَ مَقَالَ إِلَهِ إلا الله. And he was continuously saying that over and over, over and over. And until uh, Usama bin Zayd. He felt like this, that uh, he said, I wished I had not embraced Islam before that day. Uh, and this hadith is uh, reported by uh, Muslim as well. Uh, and that's, a, that's an interesting uh, point here, that uh, even in the situations like this, once somebody says, La ilaha illallah, uh, that's, uh, the, the, or become a Muslim, that's sufficient for us to stop. Uh, as another hadith of Rasulullah talks about the very same incident, as he said, would you rip open his heart to, uh, to, to, to see if he was truthful or a liar? Cause you, or did you do this? So uh, obviously none of us are aware of what's in the heart of anyone else. So we have to take the face value of that, not uh, to assume something is, uh, is not right here or he is lying. Uh, Now, obviously, uh, that doesn't mean that uh, we have to be dumb about the things. See, this is about a specific action. And in this case, uh, we we just take the face value. But uh, on the other hand, we're not talking about uh, situations like where people are saying things and doing something else. Uh, for example, uh, many of the uh, rulers of the Muslim, of the Muslim land, uh, they uh, they come come out as if they are doing the actions uh, for the sake of uh, the Muslims or Islam. Maybe some of them are, but uh, actions are. But uh, in, in general, we should not be fooled by but just the words that have been said. Rather, those words have to be followed by actions as well. So, uh, it has to be looked at uh, uh, case by case and have to evaluate those things, not just uh, think of it. Just take this example and apply anywhere. Okay, uh, uh, then there's another uh, battle that, uh, or another uh, 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 group of people that Rasulullah sent with uh, Abdullah bin Rawaha. Now, this uh, incident that happened when Abdullah bin Rawaha were sent towards Khaybar. Now, this is. Uh, kind of in parallel with when Ghazwat al-Khaybar was going on uh, or the Muslim, Muslimah was going in that direction because uh, the the people, Rasulullah found out that the people of uh, 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 the Khaybar uh, that they are rallying to, to, to with Bani Ghatafan to attack the Muslims together at that time. So the Yehud were trying to gather more people from Ghatafan as well. And uh, they... Uh, 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 and they they managed to persuade actually the uh, other way around so the Ghatafan was uh, doing that and they managed to persuade the jews to follow them to medina encouraging him that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa was uh, would institute him as a- 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 the ruler of khaybar now so when the was trying to uh, to pursue the khaybar to, uh, uh, reaching out to khaybar to do this rasulullah sallallahu alaihi found out and he he, he sent his 30 horse horsemen with uh, abdullah ibn rawaha and on their way back, they uh, uh, they, they, they had a fight. Uh, on their way back, That there occurred a, some sort of a misunderstanding uh, that gave rise to some fighting between the two parties resulting in the death of Asir and the 30 men with him. So, Asir bin Bashir was the one who was going uh, uh, going to uh, gather the, the Yahud and the Qatafan to fight against the Muslims. But uh, there he was killed. Now, the other, uh, incident that happened was Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi in the seventh year of Hijrah in the month of Shawwal. he, he sent Bashir bin Sa'ad al-Ansari to go towards Jab- Jabbar. And, uh, uh, he had about 300 people under, under him, 300 Muslims under him, and, uh, they, they, they were, there was a large group of uh, mushrikeen, they were gathered to, uh, to, to raid Medina. And, uh, uh, Bashir, uh, Bashir and his, uh, the, the Muslims around him, uh, they used they used to go during the march, during the night time, and during the daytime they used to hide. Until they reached their destination. And when uh, the, the people uh, uh, of Jabbar, the Mushrikeen, they found out about the Muslims, they, they basically ran away. And they just left uh, spoils of war, and uh, there was no... Uh, uh, fight happened here and the one who remained behind uh, the, the two people, men who stayed behind, they became Muslim and they came to Medina with them uh, the other incident before Mota, the last one that I want to talk about today is in the seventh year of the Hijrah uh, uh, right before Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went for uh, the, the, the Umrah or Qadal umrah, the, the qada of the umrah basically because the, the year before when Rasulullah did not perform the umrah he was going to uh, come back the following year so uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa uh, in, in that year he is in, 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 uh, right before the, the umrah uh, a man called uh, Jasham bin uh, Muawiyah uh, and he came to a spot called Ghaba where he wanted to gather the people of Qais and he wanted them to fight against the Muslims. So Allah when he found out about this report, he sent Abu Hadrat and, uh, to, to find out what's going on. And Abu Hadrat, uh, uh, through some clever strategy he made, so he managed to rout the enemy and, and uh, capture a lot of uh, cattle from them as well. So these are very small, minor skirmishes happened. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in the seventh year of the hijrah, in the month of Dhul uh, uh, Qada, he went uh, for, this, for the Umrah that uh, he was not able to perform a year before. Uh, and the Treaty of Hudaybiyah happened. So sallallahu proceeded with about 2,000 Muslims along with him. That included uh, the 1,400 ...or whatever the number was... Uh, ...as we had this, uh, discussed... ...1400 to 1700 Muslims... ...who were in uh, Sulah Hudaybiyah... ...with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam... ...they were part of these 2000... ...and uh, uh, that included some uh, women... ...and children as well this time... ...but uh, when Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam... ...he went to uh, Makkah this time... Uh, ...he stayed behind... Uh, ...he left about 200 Muslims behind... They were all well equipped with the uh, with the arms. They, they, even for for the Umrah, they were supposed to enter into Mecca with swords only, and those swords have to be sheathed. But uh, Rasulullah Allah when he was going towards the Umrah, he uh, he was ready to fight in case the Quraysh played some games. Uh, but according to the treaty, uh, Rasulullah ﷺ. Uh, he left all the the weapons that the Sahaba uh, the, and himself had uh, outside of the Mecca, and uh, left about two hundred people over there to uh, to uh, to guard those those arms and the weapons that they came with, and uh, they entered with uh, uh, with just uh, just the swords. And uh, when they entered there. Uh, uh when they entered there the people of uh, of the mecca uh, the, the, the uh, they, they they left they they left the haram and they went to uh, a, a, a mountain a mount called uh, jabal and uh, they were watching the muslims from there and uh, when rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he went there he made sure that uh, he told the sahaba when they're doing the tawaf uh and uh d- or doing the rituals of uh, running between the two hills of Mecca, uh, of the Mecca Safa and Marwa uh he, rasulullah SAW told the sahaba to 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 run the first 3 for example the circumambulation they were making so to, they, they should be running the reason the rasulullah SAW asked the sahaba to do that to show the strength of the muslims the, the meccans were looking at them but rasulullah SAW wanted to show them their their strength and uh yeah, and then uh, they, they could slow down when they are doing the tawaf uh, or the uh, the running between the uh, safa and marwa, uh, because uh, Meccans they used to say about the Muslims who migrated from Mecca to Medina that uh, the the sickness that uh, the the Muslims felt in Medina it made them weak, and uh, just to show the strength of the Muslims and to put the fear. Uh, in the hearts uh, of the kufar there rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam undertook that action and he he told the sahaba to perform the hajj that way now uh, or the umrah umrah is another kind of a hajj a, so uh, while rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was uh, he, he was done with the umrah then he sent some of the sahaba out to the people to the sahaba who were waiting outside uh, of the Mecca uh were uh, guarding the weapons so they can kind of uh, swap the Sahaba and the one who did not perform they can come inside and they can perform the Umrah as well and uh, they were all able to perform the Umrah and uh, uh, after the fourth day Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam departed uh, Makkah as the promise was because uh, uh, the, in, in, in the treaty of Hudaybiyah when uh, the treaty was written, it was said that uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam along with his Sahaba would be allowed to come inside the Makkah for three days to perform the Umrah and uh, then leave. Uh, so Rasulullah did not uh, break any treaty, and he left uh, after uh, after three days. And this is the time Rasulullah sallallahu was also married to Maimuna bint al-Harith radiyallahu uh, anha. She was the sister-in-law of Abbas radiyallahu uh, anha. And then Rasulullah, this happened in the in the area called uh, Saref. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu uh, alaihi came back to Medina after that. Uh, there were a uh, couple of small uh, skirmishes happened afterwards And then Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He found out about uh, uh, one of the, the Sahabi uh, Who was killed uh, by, uh, by, by Shah Habil. So what happened was uh, It was the uh, uh, eighth year of uh, In, in, in Jumaat al-Ula Actually This uh, battle of Mota happened But uh, Rasulullah s.a.w. sent Harith bin uh, Umayr al-Azdi To To take the letter To one of the ruler of Busra And when he was coming back On the way back He was intercepted by Shirah Beel, uh, Bin Amr al-Ghassani He was the Governor of al-Balqa And uh, he was very close to uh, uh, to Kaiser of the Byzantine Empire uh, Al-Harith was tied and he, he was beheaded by uh, uh, by one of the Ghassani now uh, when Rasulullah found out about this and even besides Islam killing uh, an envoy or a messenger, messenger or, or, or ambassador was considered as some uh, uh, a crime for which the wars can break out and uh, it was expected that a war can happen if you have killed uh, an envoy. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he heard the news. He gathered a large army, and this was the largest army Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gathered uh, for a war uh, up to this point, except Ghazwatul Ahzab, and Ghazwatul Ahzab was a different case because uh, it was more of uh, all the Muslims in Medina, they were surrounded by... Uh, by the Meccans uh, and, and, and different tribes uh, of, of Arabian Peninsula, and including uh, some of the Yahoo, they participated in that as well. So uh, the Muslims were surrounded inside the Medina, so that you can look at them, the number was probably bigger. But now, here, an army of 3,000 was dispatched. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gathered 3,000 people because of the action that was done against the envoy of the Muslims, uh, or of Rasulullah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and uh, he gave the uh, the white banner which was normally the uh, uh, a banner for the for uh, for the war in islam uh, which is called liwa uh, rasulullah gave the white banner to uh, to zayd, zayd ibn al-haritha the uh, which is he referred as adopted son of rasulullah sallallahu and we have talked about that about the adoption and all those things that uh, just because you adopt somebody does not become really your son but uh, uh, he's the one who rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam raised uh, so he zaid bin haritha was the one who was uh, given the white flag and he was uh, besides him uh, it was said that if uh, zaid bin haritha if he is killed then ali uh, then bin abi talib an he will replace him if he was killed and uh, and abdullah bin rawaha was the third one who was mentioned if uh, Ja'far الله, and is killed, then he will uh, take over. And the uh, uh, Sahaba uh, they understood what that may, uh, means. When, so Allah وسلم, has already mentioned about if. Uh, uh, Zayd is killed, Ja'far will take over, or uh, Abdullah ibn Rabah will take over. The Allah uh, that's a sign that uh, Rasulullah sallallahu has given them a glad tiding of the shahada or the martyrdom, uh, and uh, the, uh, uh, it was also commanded that if uh, Ja'far is uh, also um, uh, uh, martyred, then the, the then the army among themselves they would pick a leader for themselves. So uh, and Rasulullah sallallahu specifically. Told them that uh, when when you reach to the point where Al Harif was uh, uh, was murdered was uh, was killed by uh, Ghassani... And then at that point you invite the people towards Islam. Uh, if they become Muslim, you don't fight, you don't do anything, and uh, they they are your brothers, and you uh, you come uh, you come back. But if they don't, then you you fight. And even for fighting, he, he said very specific instructions, uh, fight the believers in the name of Allah, neither breach a covenant nor entertain treachery, and under no circumstances, a newborn woman, meaning a child, a woman, an and aging man, a very old man or, or a monk should be killed. Uh, similarly, no, no, no trees should be cut down, nor homes should be demolished. So, there, there, was, there are specific rules uh, to, to fight in, in general in, in Islam. Uh, You don't fight uh, women, children, old men or or, uh, people who are monks or uh, the the, the worshippers kind of people. You don't fight them. Uh, And no destruction of the the properties like private property of the homes or or cutting the trees and that kind of stuff is supposed to be done. And that that was the instructions given by Rasulullah ﷺ to them. And uh, when uh, the Sahaba, they were leaving the Medina, Abdullah bin Rawahab started crying, and at that moment uh, uh, he was asked about his crying, and he, he said that uh, uh, that it was not love for this world, nor under the motive of uh, infatuation with the, uh, the glamour of life, but it was because of the words of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Uh, and he uh, uh, about the about the fire that he heard the Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reciting in mincum illa wa aliduha kana al rabika hatman wa khudiya. There is not one of you but will pass over the hell. Uh, over it uh, this is this is uh, with your lord a decree which must be accom- uh, accomplished so see uh, abdullah bin rawaha was was uh, clear about when Rasulullah mentioned when abdullah bin rawaha if he is if he falls then uh, 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 then you you will be the one who will be deciding that who will be the leader because of the all three names were mentioned, so he understood that. So it's not that he was scared of dying or in the path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Rather, he was still scared of on the day of judgment that you have to go over the hellfire to uh, uh, to, to even even to enter into Jannah. So now uh, that's what he was remembering, and that, that was the purpose of his crying. Now, uh, Muslim army, then they they went towards uh, towards the north. Now we are talking about Mota. Mota is uh, the place where uh, the is heading towards. It's in Syria. It's, it's part of Sham. So now we are talking about here is the the Muslims are going up against the Roman Empire of that time, uh, and um, uh, when when Hirakhal, uh, heard about that, so he started mobilizing the army, and he uh, 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 he mobilized hundred thousand uh, troops. Muslims were three thousand. He mobilized hundred thousand, and then another hundred thousand from from the, the from the Arabs among the uh, uh, who were among the uh, uh, the the Roman Empire or Byzantines at that time. So now uh, the the matchup was three thousand. Uh, Muslim soldiers against 200,000 Romans and there was uh, if you really think about it this, these numbers were, were crazy to think about that these uh, these two armies have any kind of uh, uh, match uh, so the uh, Muslims were debating what should we do now should we ask for, so Allah, write a letter to Rasulullah I and mean, ask for some sort, of, some sort of advice and Abdullah bin Rawaha he opposed to them and uh, uh, and he's the one who was uh, uh, who was also one of those three that Rasulullah SAW mentioned. So now he, he 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 said to the Muslims that and quote he says I swear by Allah that this that this very object which you hold in in abhorrence or hate is the very one you have set out seeking martyrdom. In our fight, we don't count on the number of soldiers or equipment, but rather on the faith that Allah has honored us with. So, to dart to win either, uh, either of the two, victory or martyrdom. So that's what uh, Abdullah bin Rawaha said. And uh, these words uh, move the, sah- uh, so the Sahaba uh, to engage uh, the, the, the enemy. And uh, uh, they, they engage with the enemy in, uh, in an area called Masharif. Uh, this is a town in Balqa. And uh, they changed, uh, uh, and then changed the direction towards Mota. Mota was the one where they were encamped. Now, uh, the uh, the right flank of the army was headed by Qutbah bin Qatada, and uh, the left was Ubadah bin Malik. Now the fight started, and this is about as we can see. We talk about uh, three three thousand against. Uh, Uh, against 200,000. So this is about 66 uh, uh, folds bigger army that the Muslims were facing. So Zaid bin Haritha, uh, the one who was the closest to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in his leadership they they began to fight. And Zaid bin Haritha, he was bravely fighting and then he fatally was stabbed and uh, he was martyred. Uh, as instructed by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Ja'far bin Abi Talib, he took over the banner and now he started, uh, doing the, the job of the, the leading the army and then while he was in the, the uh, in the battlefield, his, uh, uh he dismounted from, uh, from the horse and uh, started fighting until his uh, right arm was cut off. So he, he seized his uh, his banner with his left, and then his left arm was cut off. And then, whatever the remains of those two arms was, he 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 was holding the banner with uh, the the remaining uh, arms. And then uh, he was then he then he was uh, he was killed, and he was martyred. And uh, after the because of that, the way Jafar bin Abi Talib. Was, became a shaheed the, the hadith of Rasulullah talks about him that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him two wings in the Jannah and that's why he's referred as Ja'far uh, uh, Ja'far Tayyar uh, the one with the, with the two wings and this hadith is reported by Bukhari uh, and then uh, Abdullah bin Rawaha he took over and Abdullah bin Rawaha was also martyred uh, uh, after that uh, there was a man from Bani Ajlan he uh, Thabit bin Arqam he took over the banner and called the Muslims to choose their leader. And uh, this, uh, this honor was given to Khalid bin, uh, bin Walid radiallahu An, And he took over the army. Now, uh, he was famous for, for his strategies for, for wars. And uh, as we know that uh, he was among the people who was able to cause uh, a lot of harm to the Muslims in Ghazwatul Uhud. Because he was not a Muslim at that time. Uh, but when it comes to the war strategies he was uh, he was a very strategic leader uh, and he he now he's the one who was leading the muslims he started fighting and he was involved engaged directly and as one of the reports talk about uh, about nine swords of Khalid were uh, broken in this uh, uh, in this battle or he used nine different swords now uh, uh, even though Muslims were fighting with fiercely, the, the, still it was uh, uh, matching-wise, three thousand against two hundred thousand is a uh, is a very problematic situation the Muslims were in. And Muslims uh, uh, Khalid bin Walid was uh, thinking of how to uh, make sure that uh, he can he was able to take the Muslims out of this uh, situation as well as uh, do not turn this into a defeat as well. So, what he did was, the next, uh, next day, when the Muslim army came back to fight against the, uh, against the, you know, the Romans, he changed the left flank with the right flank, and the one, uh, uh, the one that were in the front rows, he moved them to the back, and left moved to the right, and right moved to the left. And that kind of confused the, uh, army, the army of the Romans, because now they thought of it as if, The Muslims have received uh, new help, and uh, they are fighting with this new help. Now, while they were fighting, they were confused that the Muslims are getting more help. So, Khalid bin Walid, he started moving a little bit back, uh, his army. Now, while he was moving back, uh, the Byzantine uh, army, the Roman army, they were not uh, thinking of this way as if the Muslims are retrieving or trying to go away. Rather, they thought of it, this is their trick. Because they thought of it, they already have more people and probably uh, uh, more army is coming behind them. That's why they want to move the Mus- uh, the, the, their armies towards the desert and uh, th- then they can have an upper hand. So they allowed the Muslims to uh, to retreat and uh, Muslim uh, Khalid bin Walid was able to safely uh, take those the, the Muslim army out of uh, the, the difficult situation they were in. And... Uh, uh, according to some of the reports uh, that 12 of the Muslims were martyred in this battle and the number for the, the Kuffar is not there. But uh, just to think about uh, if Khalid ibn Walid ended up using nine of his uh, swords, that itself is a sign that uh, how many, uh, bigger, num- much bigger number of uh, uh, Kuffar army were killed in this uh, battle. Uh, but the reports do not give exact number about that, but it does talk about in this uh, in this way that uh, uh, how many uh, uh, swords were uh, used by Khalid bin Walid, that's a sign that it's a bigger number. Now, um, e- even though the Muslims were not able to uh, get the objective, meaning specifically uh, Al-Harith's murders, uh, the revenge uh, to be taken, but it has a very long lasting impact uh, uh on all the areas around that and uh, even the psyche of the muslims as well because they went and they fought against the byzantine empire at that time one of the most powerful uh, forces uh, 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 at that time and uh, uh, they they were they were able to fight the army of 200000 uh, soldiers now the, the, this is uh, this helped uh, this helped the muslims to even uh, think of it now, now they can take the Islam out of the Arabian Peninsula, and uh, uh, it's not the, the religion that was only sent for, uh, for, for, for the of Arab or Arabian Peninsula. Now, uh, uh, after that, after Ghazwat al which was a starting point of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sending the army uh, to, to take the Islam to outside the Arabian Peninsula now, uh, this was the starting point and uh, the starting point of the the fights between the Muslims and the Christians at that time, which uh, which led the door uh, uh, open for the Muslims to to open the uh, other lands for, for for Islam as well. Uh, after uh, Ghazwat Mota, uh, a battle of the Mota, uh, Rasulullah uh, also had. Uh, uh, two small uh, battles, which is Dhatul uh, Salasil, is one of them which happened in the Jumada al of the 8th Hijrah, and uh, there's another campaign which is called Khadra campaign in the Sha'ban of the uh, 8th year of the Hijrah as well. Uh, after that, uh, uh, Rasulullah uh, found out about uh, the breaking of the treaty done by uh, by, the, by, by the allies of the Quraysh and the Quraysh uh, and uh, that opened the door for uh, uh, opening the Makkah as well. And inshallah, uh, opening of the Makkah we'll discuss uh, next week. But um, So we'll stop here uh, of today's discussion. If there's any questions or comments about the content covered today, inshallah, I'll try to answer that. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and sirah are available at